We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good news, bad news. New Burton. More Black. Rob Black. Sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton. He called me last night and said, do you mind? And I'm like, I don't. I know that his world's a little different than my world. He's doing a lot of the model portfolio rebalancing, making sure accounts are correct. Good stuff. So this gives me a chance to take over the air chair. Tell you things like Elizabeth Warren endorses Joe Biden for president. This just in breaking news. Um, doing what's best for the Democratic Party, obviously, throwing herself in line. But also maybe trying to say, hey, Joe, I, I did you good. Now, when you get elected, I want to be the banking commissioner or something along those lines. I'm always a little bit, okay, okay, I get it. So that is the season we're in. And I was just talking to my producer, Z. And I said, Z, I said, I don't think there's going to be a Democratic convention this year. If there is, it's, it feels like it's going to have to be done like, oh, we're going to have to do it on a yacht or something. It's, we're going to have to break the rules somehow. I like the conventions. It's two or three days of Democrats and Republicans getting together and late night comedians have a field day with it. But again, we don't know when we're going to get back to normal. A lot of news started coming out yesterday and it was droned on and droned on that. Yes, we may be able to get back colleges and elementary and schools in the fall. And yes, we may start unlocking certain pockets of the economy. Say, if North Dakota has no cases, we'll say, hey, let's open it up. Um, But a lot of the news was we don't see getting back to large groups getting together until 2022 or late 2021 or until there's a shot. Essentially, not a vaccine. (laughs) Thank you. Um, There's a shot. So you say I have a shot. No, a vaccine is what I was trying to say. Um, that's alarming. It's good to know. It's good to start digesting. You know, I usually spend X amount of dollars on a, on a vacation per year. I may shift that budget to like an RV coming out of the recession that we're going to be going into when RV dealers are begging for your business. But I'm digressing, right? Saving more money is what I'm getting at. Goldman Sachs profit tumbles 46%, but the bank posts the strongest bond trading results in five years. So we're starting to see as we're getting into earnings season that there is money that was made in the month of March, just not very much of it, or it was made, in this case, trading bonds. Coronavirus delivers record blow to U.S. retail sales in March. That was the kiss this morning that sent the Dow futures lower, the S&P 5 futures, S&P 500 futures lower, the NASDAQ lower. Also, the markets had a good six or seven day run, it feels like. 
So it's okay to give some of it back and to give it back for a smart reason. I'm fine with U.S. retail sales suffered a record drop in March as mandatory business closures to control the spread of the coronavirus or COVID. I guess coronavirus gives you COVID-19 is the way it's supposed to be said. But forgive me for not falling in line. Um, so the viral outbreak has set up consumer spending for its worst decline in decades. If I were to try to sum up the last couple of weeks, we went from crazy bad week, worst, second worst week ever. Um, it was alarming. Oh, we're down another thousand. Oh, we're down another thousand. Uh, we have 10 more days like that. We'll be at 10,000. If we have 20 more days like that, we'll be at zero. They were alarming numbers how fast the bear market happened. I think we're, and that was heavily tied towards COVID news. How many people have died from COVID? Is New York City ready? New York City braces for a storm of infections. New York City's not going to have enough beds. New York City's not going to have enough ventilators. Somewhere at that press conference a couple weeks ago, a week ago, when Trump said, okay, I, I think 100,000 and 220,000 are going to die. If he was told 80,000, he went over that, great idea. Set people up for the worst, give them the good news. It's not honest. I, Wall Street tends to under-promise and over-deliver. Maybe that's one of the lessons that uh, the president has taken to use. Um, but retail sales falling 8.87% in March. That shouldn't be shocking. It shouldn't be shocking. I feel like I've been inside for four or five weeks right now, and all I have to show for it is this stupid beard and the fact that my credit card balances are going lower because I'm shopping way less. So that's out there today. Bank of America posted a 45% decline in first quarter profit braces for big loan losses. This is the kind of the, the thing about financials. Financials are set up as banks, brokers, and uh, insurance companies in my head. Some people would probably throw in some new terms, um, maybe some fintech ideas, for instance. Or maybe if you look at a financial and say, well, Visa's not really – I think Visa's more of a tech company than I do a financial company. They don't lend money. They just transact it. But Bank of America set aside $3.6 billion in loan loss reserves in the quarter, following similar actions by J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo. Yesterday, Jamie Dimon said, we know people are going to not pay their credit card. We know people are not going to pay their auto loans, and we know people aren't going to pay their mortgages. So we have to set aside money. And the way banks are set up, it's really kind of tricky. It's better than it was in the 90s and early 2000s. But banks are set up that they, they need to lend money, right? And the way they do it is they take your deposits and then they say, oh, look, government, we have a dollar sitting here doing nothing and we want to give that guy some rate of return. And the government says, okay, we're listening. So we want to take that dollar and lend that $1 15 times to 15 different people. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> the government. It's like, oh, okay. We assume nothing's going to go bad. But now that we know things are going to go bad, banks are, are upping their emergency funds. I think the COVID-19 coronavirus year is going to teach us all that we should have more loan loss reserves. Um, the emergency reserves that 
didn't this show used to be really, really boring two to three, four, five, six months ago when we talked about you need to build your emergency reserves, and here's why. And every now and then, Fidelity or USA Today would do a poll and says, you know, two-thirds of America have nothing safe for a rainy day. Live paycheck to paycheck. And you're like, thank that president for coming through and saving me and giving me a paycheck during the time of coronavirus. It's literally like one paycheck for people. $1,200. I mean, some Americans make, average American makes 56000 roughly. So that's a lot of money. But it's not a lot of money when you start talking about not being at work for 10 weeks or eight weeks or six weeks. We don't know. And let's say you worked in arenas. The news that was out yesterday was very, very grim news. Very, very grim news that we're not going to get back to large crowds, even if we wanted to. And there is some psychology that we're going to kind of like being distant from everyone. But then again, there's, I'm not going to get negative. (laughs) No, no, I'm not going to say I'm a cheerleader. But I'm not going to speculate on the negative. It's out there, right? No football, no baseball. NHL needs to cancel their season. So these these dominoes are going to start to fall. The idea of players in baseball playing in the desert is a silly idea because they'd be playing away from their families. They're not going to want to do that. The idea of hockey playing in like Wichita Springs, they're not going to want to do that. Um, and not enough money in the world would convince fans to say that's what we want either. Let people be safe. Anyway, and anyhow, you can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So it's Rob Black sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton. I met Chad 20 plus years ago, something like 23 years ago. I was uh, running a registered investment advisory and he was kind of a glorified insurance guy, kind of getting a CFP, got his CFP, and he's moving into that kind of world of investment advisory plus helping people's big picture finances. Um, having a plan when you're 60 so that when something like this hits, it doesn't destroy you. This is destroying me a lot more than it's destroying someone who's 60 in theory because I've set my portfolio up to have another 10 years, 15 years before I retire. In theory, exposing myself to more risk assets doesn't always work out like that. Sometimes bonds, which are not risk assets, become risk assets. Anyhow, the market's going to open up ugly. We're moving from the first phase of almost denial to acceptance of a lot of people are going to die to the strain that it's going to put on our hospital. Now we're pointing fingers with anger, saying, why wasn't our health care ready for this? Why did you dismantle the CDC? Why did you uh, fund the World Health Organization? The World Health Organization failed flat on their face with China. That's the truth. If they're the World Health Organization, they probably should have called this an epidemic in China faster than they did and a pandemic in the world faster than they did. If, in theory, they're not being political. Eh, that's where it's, my head starts to get ready to explode. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Markets look like they're going to open the Dow down about 600. Not a big thing. We've had a big rally recently, and we should have sell-offs along the way. It's insulting to the world if our stock market goes back to all-time highs 
because it shouldn't. American Airlines, Delta, United, JetBlue, Southwest have had to uh, apply for a loan from the government to maintain liquidity, to maintain the ability to, to, to pay for their, their airplanes, to make sure they can pay airports for their spots, to make sure they can pay their employees. If we go back to all-time highs, it's the only thesis you can make is that the Federal Reserve is going to keep the cost of money super low for a super long time. And therefore, we should buy stocks. There's a truth to that. But we have to go through some economic pain, right? A spoonful of medicine, help, a spoonful of sugar helps medicine go down, not a spoonful of medicine. We still have more medicine to come. The retail sales numbers this morning were awful. We know that. Now it's going to start getting a little wonky in our heads of when do we go back to work? When do we not? Will there be another uh, bailout? And it can make you a little crazy. I heard in the ultimate vanity, um, the payment, the, the treasury support program, the payroll support program, um, the payroll supports for business like airlines. And we'll maybe talk about how We've set aside, our government has set aside loans for the airlines that that says you can't use this money for buying back stocks or dividends, and you can't fire anyone until at least September. Something tells me a lot of people get fired in September. Just saying, I'm a little bit paranoid about the something being written in where you tell a company they can't do something, and you set a time on it, and boom. Anyhow, um... The loan is there for the airlines. We shouldn't go back to all-time highs anytime soon. Oil is telling us not good. Oil price is at $20, and oil is slumping to $20 a barrel as the International Energy Agency sees storages filling despite cuts. You heard that Saudi Arabia and Russian OPEC Plus made a deal to cut production, but they didn't make a deal to cut production until May 1st. So, for now, they can pump as much as they want. It would be nice if countries were smart about this and say, $20 barrel of oil, I'll fill up my strategic reserves. Or even the United States could say, we'll take as much of that $20 barrel of oil that that we could store. And then, say, a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now, when oil is at $30 a barrel or $40 a barrel, or $50 a barrel, or $60 a barrel, our government would say, you know what, we're going to sell this. We're going to sell this to the market. <clears throat> Maybe if they sold it to the market, every time they went to $61 a barrel, it would control the price of oil. You get the idea is, you kind of hope some people are taking advantage of this low price. Mm, that sounds like a weird thing to say, but <clears throat> government should be stocking up on it, not saying we don't want it. So Goldman Sachs profit tumbles 46%. Bank of America profit drops 45%. Bill Gates, and this was nuts yesterday. I like Bill Gates, and I I believe in science. Let me say that first. He goes out and he kind of criticized President Trump for suspending funding to the who? Who, 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 not the owls, but the World Health Organization. Halting funding for the World Health Organization, so says Gates, during a time of a world health crisis is as dangerous as it sounds. So when Bill Gates says something like that, suddenly people are angry at Bill Gates. 
Um, I don't know where this came from, but some people think Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and a lot of billionaires get together in a secret cabal and plan what's going to happen to world populations. There's probably some truth to that. But do I want to actively say that's my thesis right now, or do I want to say this is a smart guy who's got a lot of experience in healthcare? As when he left the company Microsoft, he still consults with them, but he's off the board. He's off. He's not doing stuff that he's not supposed to be doing. He's not running the company. But he went off and started the Gates Foundation. One of the first things that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation talked about was maybe we should try to cap how many people on this planet because the planet can't support it without fighting back with global warming, without fighting back with bats turning into viral diseases. So one of my quote-unquote friends yesterday went kind of nuts on Bill Gates saying, would you trust a guy who wants to control the population? And see, a lot of countries don't want population control because part of their foundation is family and religion. And maybe the religion says, don't use birth control. Crazy, right? That right now we're now, we're at the point in the market, you know, we're at the point of the virus where we're pointing fingers at people. The dude's throwing down billions of his own money to fund research for a vaccine. And he says, I'm going to pursue seven of them. The world's pursuing 70 vaccines right now. And he's like, I'm going to do seven or eight. And as two or three of them fail, we'll put the resources into the ones that are thriving and we'll, we'll get this done. But people are now hating on him, which is pretty interesting. Abbott announces new coronavirus antibody test that could do up to 20 million screenings in June. More and more people get tested. More and more people get cleared to go back to work. That's where testing probably comes. More and more people get tested. Hospitals know what to brace for. Abbott Labs announced the launch of its third test for the coronavirus. It said it could be screening 20 million people for antibodies uh, for COVID by June. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Markets are going to open up 500, 600 points lower. Where do we go today? Doesn't matter. Where we're trending does in the short term. And in the long term, we got to get through earnings season first before we go even to record highs ever thinking about that kind of silliness. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. You can find him and me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So you've been locked up inside for a while. This is Billie Eilish. She's young. She's talented. She's a Grammy winner. She kind of built a career on, I'm not going to show you my body because it's my body. And I don't feel terribly comfortable with you liking my music for my body or anything like, you know, you know where she was going with that, right? What's interesting about it is during this COVID thing, a picture of her in a bikini has kind of washed up on the internet. And people are hating on her for like, I thought you were hiding your body. What are you like? Who cares? It's her body, not yours. Shut up, everyone. God, that drives me crazy. Anyway, um, very speculative right now, in my opinion, the stock market, the economy, um, we don't know where it's going to go. So for anyone to tell you that they do, that's kind of nuts um, in my book. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'm sitting in for CFP Chad Burton with New Focus Financial. He's in the process of staying on top of portfolios. One of the things that he and I both preach is that when the market runs higher for a long period of time, as we have in the last couple of weeks, use that as a way of getting lighting up ever so slightly on your losers or things that you don't want or things that you bought in a different time. I'm not giving advice over a podcast. But what I am saying is consult a market advisor for taking action on any stocks, but six or seven up days, too far, too fast. Oil's telling us something's still wrong. Oil's under $20 a barrel. The bond market is telling us there's still things that are very, very serious here. Anytime the 10-year treasury is under 3%, I'm bugged. When it's at 1.5%, I'm, I'm like, this isn't great. When it's under 1%, it's pretty miserable. Um, I'm seeing a lot of red today. Beyond Meat, Wayfair, McDonald's, Boeing, I mean, Medics, Johnson & Johnson, Vivas. Um, that's good. I think we should be having more pessimism. Because I really can't tell you when stores get their shelves restocked. I really can't tell you when we're comfortable going to a concert. Um, I saw an interview with one of the big concert promoters, and he goes, "Yeah, this stinks because you know we are going to have to refund money, and the venues still have bills, mortgages, but then again, there's some costs that are going down as well, so." That's not economic activity. That's receding, which leads to, quote-unquote, said word, recession. U.S. manufacturing output posts biggest drop since 1946. Pessimism is rising for the economy. Retail sales are plummeting. Key categories in retail sales are crashing. Headline today, da 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 Retail sales plunged 8.7%. If you take out gasoline and auto sales, they're considered the most volatile. Things fell 3.1%. Better than the estimate, 5.2% decline. But we kind of want retail sales dipped four-tenths of a percent. That's not as bad as you'd think. Um, you'd kind of, autos are getting hit hard. Companies like Tesla has cash. Companies like Ford has a lot of debt. And that's what's separating the wheat from the chafe right now. We should be separating. We should be saying, here's what we like, here's what we don't like as far as sectors go. Here's what we like, here's what we don't like as far as debts go. Airline stocks are rallying on agreement for USAID. I don't own any airline stocks. I've never owned airline stocks. I don't want to own airline stocks. Um... To me, this is what can happen to airlines. They've got an expensive legacy of debt, the debt tied towards financing of airplanes as well as financing pensions of employees who have retired. The airlines deal with a lot of unions. I'm not anti-union as a human being, but as an investor, I tend not to like it. And I'll tell you why. And again, don't get mad at me. But unions do everything they can to get their employees benefits, to get them more retirement, to get them more income, to get them more uh, perks. And that gets in the way with my idea 
of I want to invest in companies for their profits. Not and again, I know you're saying you sound like a capitalist pig right now. I'm trying to separate investing from social issues. There's some sectors that haven't historically performed well, like airlines, and I stay away from them because of the history and the history is tied towards probably the cost structures. Also, they're kind of glorified buses that shuttle us around the air, and we have no loyalty to them. My phone, I'm an Apple phone, and I've had one since the four, I guess. I know, I know. If I was a real Apple enthusiast, I've had one since the one. No, I'm not a real enthusiast. The only reason I went with Apple is because of iTunes and buying movies and keeping them. When you have children, you realize they could watch Star Wars 50 times in their life. I'm not a guy who pays for something 50 times. And I just tried to centralize it. So loyalty to Apple, but not loyalty to Delta or Continental. In the end of I'm going to Bora Bora. I don't, I'm not loyal to any one airline. Whoever's going to be there, relatively the cheapest. Businesses, they tend to be a little bit more loyal. But not me. Citibank set aside $4.9 billion for COVID-19 losses as profits slide Despite trading gains, banks are not the right place to be right now. When the ten-year ten-year uh, treasury is under one percent, it's really tough for banks to make money. The easy money that you want them making, when you're lending money and it's so cheap, you're lending money very speculatively, and the fact that they're pushing up their loan losses, they're expecting at least. $5 billion of people saying, I'm not going to be able to fund my credit card. I'm not going to be able to service my mortgage. That's not what I like. No, 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 no. The Dow is falling right now as the economic damage is mounting. Or we've just had a great run and it's now time to take a breather. That's good, too. Shares of energy companies like Occidental Petroleum and ExxonMobil are both down. Um... <laughs> I love the cynicism right now. And for my show, I do the show from 7 to 9 here on AM 1220 KDOW. I was trying to put together a couple pieces of humor for maybe Friday. Maybe I'm going to do a quick 15 minutes of the best jokes on COVID. But one of the ones that you know is out there right now, and it's if oil prices keep dropping, ExxonMobil is going to have to fire lobbyists. Da-da-da-da. Okay, I, I never, ever, never, ever said that financial jokes would be laugh out loud funny, but there is some humor in that you got to admit. I know you're saying, no, please do whatever you can to change the topic. Okay. <clears throat> so oil slumping, not good. Ten-year treasury, where it is right now, not good. Abbott Labs announces new coronavirus antibody test. That's good, and it's something I don't – Typically, I'm not a political hack, so I'm not listening to every political press conference, but I am listening to the ones right now with Trump because he's saying things like, you know, governors are going to get to open up their states. Governors are not going to get to open up their states. I'm going to, like, this is all going to play an important role. And as soon as we start formulating a plan of some people going back to work, maybe people over 60 never go back until there's a vaccine. That's my assumption at this point in time. We're starting to play with ideas of no NFL. No NHL, no NCAA football, 
no big crowds until 2021. Maybe even late 2021. So maybe we can send elementary school kids back because they tend not to die from this. But again, I don't know that. I'm not a scientist. And maybe we could send back college kids because they're going to party anyway, right? Let them build up the herd uh, immunity. Um, and then after that, maybe a phase two will be companies that can prove that they can social distance you. One of the better things that will come out of this, maybe for me personally, is more space. When I go to a restaurant and I'm sitting right on top of someone, it's not fun. It's not romantic. It's, it's, it's not even nice. So they're saying that restaurants could make a six-foot uh, rule on how close you can sit to each other. And what will be good news and bad news is, yes, that will hurt that restaurant. No doubt about that. Cutting down the number of tables. But I think this whole COVID uh, coronavirus situation has taught restaurants, hey, carry out. You can make money on that, too. You just have to figure out the math of it. And in California, we're allowed to sell cocktails or buy cocktails now when we're picking up food. That's where the money is, ladies and gentlemen. That's where the money is in restaurants. So the, there's going to be bad news, and it's going to get worse right now, economically speaking. Today, there's a, a plethora of it, retail sales being the biggest one. If this virus hit the United States in December, Christmas would be essentially be canceled, right? Uh, spring was probably the best season to hit. I don't know. Um, as far as travel and spending money and economies goes, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Retail sales plummeting, manufacturing output plummeting. We're going to hit peak pessimism, and that'll be a good thing and not a bad thing. But right now, a lot of red on the screen. We're going to have to see a couple companies go bankrupt. We're going to have to see a couple companies merge or get acquired. Something has to happen with Boeing. And when that happens, we're going to start seeing like, okay, now the economy is kind of punishing things the right way or helping things the right way. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. I'm sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Something I've learned about myself in the last few weeks. I guess you could say something I've learned. I've learned about viruses and mortality rates and transmissions. Immune systems that are compromised, the elderly. Also, I learned how much I love touching my face. I can't get over it. That's one of the things I can't I can't do this correctly. So therefore I better quarantine, right? Anyhow, I digress. Quarantine comes from back in those um, days where we'd have a queen that says, go get me spices. And the world would rush around on boats and try to get spices and then bring stuff back. And they quarantined the ship for 40 days just in case they brought back a plague with it. Quarant has some sort of root in the word 40 or the number 40. And 40 is a very biblical number, which... Stopping and thinking about that yesterday, I was like, maybe I should start incorporating 40 into some uh, lottery numbers. <laughs> See if that won't change the luck. I'm not a big lottery guy. If you've ever listened to my show, Rob Black and Your Money, not a big lottery guy. Procter & Gamble is an early gainer today. Um, they've announced they're increasing their dividend. There's something to be said for Procter & Gamble in a tough economy. We still need to brush our hair. We still need to wash it. 
Um, a lot of the goods that Procter and Gamble sells are things that we need or have to consume good economy or bad economy like healthcare. If my mom doesn't take her pharmaceuticals, my mom's going to die sooner than well, she's going to die regardless. Right. But you get the idea. Those are, there are some things that should be doing okay in a bad economy. Tesla is up 3.7%. Goldman Sachs initiated coverage on the stock with a $864 price target, essentially getting it back almost to where it was pre-market crash. Retail sales declined. Fed's Empire State Manufacturing Survey crunched, plummeting 57 points to a negative 78 rating. Ooh, that's not good. Mortgage bankers' applications increased 7.3% year over year. That's good news. The bad news is that purchase applications fell for fifth straight week. And we're kind of getting a supply imbalance of people who want homes versus homes for sale. I saw Redfin yesterday announced that typically the video feature of touring a home is used on their services about one half of 1%. Now to do a video home tour of a home for sale, 33% are opting in. That's a huge freaking fracking jump. In a very short period of time, we've stopped shopping for homes. And if your home was on the market, it is now off the market because you don't want people in your home. And that's the way that's working right now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Oil slumping below $20 a barrel. That's not good. Um, I was once speaking to a secretary of state, former secretary of state, and I said, how do we, you know, how do we get through this whole terrorism thing? After 9-11, a lot of people thought, well, if they can hit us once, they can hit us again and again and again and again and again. A lot of people were really genuinely concerned about that. Now it's like, meh. This TSA, they're a pain in the butt, but I'd love to see them again, but we can't fly right now. Um, and he said to me when I said, how, you know, how do we live in a world like this? He goes, you make the world wealthier. You buy their oil. You vacation in their countries. You give them reason not to hate America. You give them some spending money, which comes up with, uh, you know, there's a joke out there and no financial jokes are great. But there's something along the lines of, um, ah, I won't tell it. <laughs> 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. But if people if people have jobs, they tend to smoke and they tend to vacation. They tend to wear blue jeans. They tend to have Coca-Cola. They tend to eat more protein. So that's how wealth plays out. Pork prices. Oh, boy. We are hearing bad things about food shortages potential out there. And... Um, Farmers, I was looking at the numbers yesterday, farmers are losing about $37 on a hog right now from the time it's born to the time they're able to sell it. Prices have collapsed. $37 a hog. You know what they're going to do? They're going to euthanize those, those pigs, piglets. They said, we're going to kill baby pigs. They didn't say baby pigs, but little pigs. Little pig, little pig, let me in. We're going to come and kill you because you're too expensive to raise. And that floods the market with supply. And that lowers the prices. But next year, when those little pigs don't grow up to be big pigs, 
cost of bacon goes higher because we don't have pigs to slaughter. Now, it's interesting to say, see, hear this, the, the Hog Association, I know you're saying you're making that up. Maybe I am. The Hog Association said, if we don't get a government bailout, we're going to do this. And maybe it's in the government's best interest to buy our hogs at regular price and store them for emergencies or for homeless shelters or for food banks or whatever reason you may have. So you may be sheltered in place, but the little piglets right now are very, very fearful very, very fearful that the butcher comes for them sooner rather than later. I know you're saying, we have a pretty complex economy, don't we? We do. And we have a great food supply, clean food supply that other countries we are the envy of. U.S. Um, well, I won't say that. There's at least one country that eats bats that we're the envy. our food supply is an envy. To the point that they actually bought one of our hog producers because they couldn't get it right. New York Fed factory index collapsing to an April record low. Good news and bad news. We got to go through this. Markets are down 500 plus on the Dow. That's the headline number right now. Where do we go? I don't know. Short term, I don't care. Best Buy is going to furlough 51,000 hourly employees. The unemployment numbers are going to get worse before they get better. Retail sales have plummeted. Key categories are crashing. Wow. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Right now in up market days, lighten up on your losers. In down market days, look for opportunity. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton. Find him at newfocusfinancial.com. Lots of great downloads there.